Hey guys, good morning. It is a Monday morning and we are one day into our two truths, one lie fitness challenge. And so it is not too late to sign up with us. Um, you can still join us at www.buddyermacros.com backslash lies to be able to hear about all the things and all of our investigative reporting that we <laughs> do on a daily basis over on Instagram. If you've ever felt like you need a truth telling device mm-hmm. while you're on social media, this is the week for you. That's right. Um, we would love to chat to have you join so we can chat through all the different um, beliefs and erroneous uh, what associations word. you've made that are keeping you, um, stuck with, you know, things being overcomplicated or confusing or those kinds of things. So come, uh, let us straighten it out for you. All right. Without further ado, welcome to the butter dish today. Our episode is on bad body image days. Dun, dun, dun. Let's talk about bad body image days. Well, the most important thing I think to know about body image days is that they happen and that they come to all. And that just because you're having one doesn't mean that everything has gone wrong. And I think that there's an illusion that if you look a certain way, weigh a certain way, accomplish a certain thing, make a certain amount of money, that you'll never feel bad about yourself. And unfortunately, we're here to tell you that is almost true. (laughs) Arguably, you actually could feel even worse if you accomplish some of these things sometimes, right? Because if you have unaddressed or unanswered things that you are maybe using these type of accomplishments or markers as a way to not feel bad or to compensate it, for is going to creep up on you. Absolutely. So what would you consider a bad body image day? Like, what would that look like to you, Heidi Ballard? Um, it's to me, it's, I can tell I'm having one when, um, I can't find anything that looks cute. Uh, and I just, I, I notice like all the perceived flaws, um, are front and center and it feels very frustrating, defeating. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to, um, put myself out there. Uh, yeah, it's just like a real low, slightly panicked feeling for me. I feel like, um, I kind of, to your point, same case, same things you described, but also like, there's almost like a hyper fixation or hyper awareness of the things that I think are gross about myself. Like for instance, like I could be sitting and I'm like, Ew, I can feel like my stomach, like maybe on my legs a little bit. Right. Or if I'm like maybe leaving the gym and I'm like my, you know, my top of my pants kept like rolling down or hiking up, or I had to pull, you know, pull things or readjust things a little, maybe a little bit too much. It's all of a sudden like, well, gosh, something must've gone wrong. Right. It must, something has gone awry. Well, right? totally. And that, I mean, I completely agree. It's like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done all of these things and I should be doing all of these things, or it's all just you know, it's like that we call it like the emperor's new clothes moment where you thought you were like going along being this, being one kind of person. Then you find out, you know, bad body image days are the ones that make you feel like you're a naked buffoon. Thousand percent. And they sneak up on you. I mean, I think sometimes like obviously like lack of sleep and not eating really well, or even like sometimes life stresses and life circumstances can kind of illuminate and highlight like extra, right? Like, well, what else is going wrong? And then yeah. our bodies and our minds are going to search for like proof that there is other things afoot. Right? Totally. Um, uh, but the same, period's a big one too. Oh, right? Period's a huge one too. Yeah. 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 Um, but at the same time, I think sometimes they can catch you off guard and it can put you into like a really, really spirally place. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, before, you know, we just go straight to like feeling better. What has to happen on the in-between? Oh, 
So in the in-between, we've got to process that emotion and build our skill set to support ourselves in negative emotion. So like we said, the very first thing that's important to know is that bad body image days happen. Um, and that, you know, a lot of times people try are, are aware of the triggers. Sometimes they're not, you know, like sometimes we think if I just avoid weighing myself or avoid these different things, like um, maybe I'll never feel this way. But again, that's not true. And I can only speak for myself, but like avoiding some of those triggers sometimes only builds the fear around them. Um, and, so, they, and they can't creep up on you. Like sometimes a, a lot of them are triggered by seeing a picture of yourself yeah. or catching yourself in the mirror, or once again, trying to find an outfit and then realizing that things maybe don't look the way that you thought they would sometimes. Yeah. Things aren't fitting anymore or what have you. Yeah. So the first thing you want to do is build, is build awareness around this. First of all, even it's a huge triumph to notice that you're having a bad body image day in the midst of having a bad body image day. Probably first you'll notice that you, when you start to feel better, that you were in a bad body image place, right? So knowing that, knowing that it happens, and then you want what we, what we'd love for you to do is name the emotions that you're experiencing. And this can feel very, um, pointless or abstract. And sometimes it can be extremely hard to find the name of the emotion that you're experiencing. What's your, you have a little hack about this, Nat. So I think part of it is also figuring out what color yeah. you're feeling. Um, is that what my hack was? Yeah, I like it. I like it. If you can't find the emotion word, like that can be a little peril. I mean, especially for me when I'm in the throes of negative emotion, it's more like me feel bad. Well, and not- sometimes um, for me, and I'm very new to this, like in fact, Heidi was the one that actually kind of helped me walk through this kind of emotional awareness, because I think you know, frustration is usually an emotion that comes up with when we're having a bad, bad body image day, or even, you know, to get really negative, like you're grossed out by yourself, or you're just like, kind of sick to your stomach about the things, but that doesn't really actually help you solve um, by continually like doubling down on the way you feel with negative words, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people think like, well, if I just like, you know, speak poorly to myself enough, I can get my way out of it in some weird way. But that's like, but you know, as we know, like if you're speaking to your friend, loved one, child, whatever, telling them more negative things about themselves usually isn't a way to get themselves to feel better about the situation. It's so true. I don't know where that comes from. Maybe like seeing drill sergeants or something. We're like, Oh, that's the way to be tough. tough. When it's like, what do we know about that process? That's the process by which they break you down. And then you have (laughs) nothing left. We don't want to talk to ourselves like that. Exactly. And so Heidi introduced the color um, thing to me. And I thought at first, like, you know, and we understand that to some of you, this is very, very new and very, very woo, um, but it's scientifically developed. So let's also <laughs> like go with that side, but describing it in colors. And so I think what's interesting about colors is that we're very aware of how colors make us feel. There's a psychological you know, component to colors, like why most restaurants are in red, mm. you know, why, you know, a lot of healing things are in blue. It's <laughs> the same kind of energy. And so for instance, like, let's talk a little bit about some examples, like that way you can kind of identify and start practicing this this for you, especially if you're not great at naming the emotions. Um, like for instance, let's start with the color red. Okay. So if you're having a bad body image day and you're feeling red, um, a lot of your thoughts could be something like, ah, oh, I'm pissed that I'm working so hard and I'm not seeing this, or I'm super mad that I let it go this long or go this far. Or how did I get here? You know, if you would have just this, 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 and this, and this, and this, you know, you wouldn't be having this bad, bad body image day. And maybe as, even as I'm saying this, you, you feel a little bit triggered by those comments, right? Like, because a lot of times we have said these things before. And so there's definitely, so red is a very angry feeling. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And that, um, 
And this can be a nice like segue into identifying specifically what the emotions are. If you're having a hard time coming up with uh, the name of it, you can also look up emotion words um, and kind of scan through and see, uh, you know, sometimes it's like I'm, I'm feeling frustrated, but not aggressive, or I'm feeling agitated, not anxious, or, you know, th- those kinds of things you can kind of hone in on what it is that exactly that you're feeling. And it's important to identify it. They say, name it to tame it, right? So identifying how you how the emotions that you are feeling is super important. And then, and then it's, it's, it was incredible about that as well, too, is that like by being able to describe it better, when these things come up, you're it's faster for you to acknowledge what's happening instead of spiraling out even more and more and more about your feelings and your emotions and then judging yourself harshly for feeling this way in the first place. Yes. And because like you said, our, our first instinct is to try to figure out why we're feeling this way so that we can control it in some way. Yes. And so for instance, like, let's just say blue, for example. So blue to me would feel like I'm almost to tears. Um, I'm feeling really discouraged and withdrawn. I feel like I'm worthless. I don't want to try anymore. I feel really sad about the whole experience. Like there's, there's very little motivation or desire to even like, even think about it. Like it just, it just feels depressing to think Mm -hmm. about. Um, You don't want to be seen. You definitely don't want to get dressed. You wish that you could kind of disappear and hide. And you can kind of see like, I mean, even as I'm reading them, there's definitely a different energy between the two thoughts and the two, and the two colors. And so part of it is, and, and, and some of us tend to be definitely more red reactive and more blue reactive. And a lot of that comes down to our childhood trauma. That's another podcast, podcast. but it is like a natural tendency or a response to, to have one of these kind of feelings or these emotions. And there's lots of colors in between too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so these are just a couple examples and what's really, um, brilliant way about the way that Nat broke that down is you want to, you want to name what you're feeling, um, describe the color of it is the, is the feeling really get into your body, connect with your actual body. Like where, where is this feeling located in your body? Is it moving fast or slow? Um, what does this feeling make you want to do? How does this, how do you want to, how do you, how does your body want to react to this feeling? Like Nat said, it makes this feeling makes her want to disappear, makes her want to withdraw those kinds of things. Noticing how you react to your feelings is super important. Um, and instead of just reacting to them, we want to, if we're connecting to our body, then we can also ask, what is it that you really need? What does your body need in this moment? Because, um, no one of the this this concept of processing your emotion is is really really crucial to your to your building uh your own personal confidence because when we're constantly reacting to our emotions instead of processing them um we create a lot of negative self-sabotaging patterns and we feel like we are at the effect of our emotions we can't rely on ourselves those kinds of things so allowing Accepting and allowing and noticing how you feel throughout your days, especially on bad body days, bad bad body image days, is just really, really important in being able to build self-support. And now you're going to probably naturally want to rebel against this kind of process because it only makes sense that if you're having a bad body image day, you're not going to like this image of yourself. And so allowing yourself for that emotion to be seen is going to probably feel like the last thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, it's a, it's the allowance of seeing and feeling and opening up to the thought and the ideas of like, what does this look like? Or what do, what is this named that allows you to get in there and 
get really good at bad body image days. Yeah. Kind of like to Heidi's point in the beginning, it's like, it's a thing for sure, but you're also not going to never have them no matter what pinnacle of fitness you're at or where you are. It's more about having the confidence and the self-support to be able to manage yourself and, and your feelings when you're in them. Um, and manage meaning not, you know, it's kind of like managing stress. Just because you can exist stressed out doesn't mean that's that your stress is managed. It's more about giving yourself tools to be able to help yourself when you're caught off guard by these kind of feelings and these emotions. Because if you're you're not always going to feel good, but if you never allow yourself to feel bad, the good is going to feel really muted. Exactly. It is exactly because if you're trying not to feel the bad, you're you will automatically numb the positive as well. The two that there are two halves of the same coin. Um, and this, you know, I just have to throw this back at you since you said a few <laughs> super complimentary things to me about this process. When in actuality, you're the one that taught me about this. Also, is about being willing to feel bad instead of always trying to fix it. Um, and that was like my you know, you know, that was my mode for so long. And it's still kind of my default mode. Um, like put it on the shelf. (laughs) Let's not fix it. Let's suppress it. Let's get away from it. Let's get better than that. Like, as opposed to just opening yourself and allowing, you know, some days, some days I feel disappointed. Some days I feel shame. Some days I feel these, these negative emotions that I don't love, but the only thing worse than feeling negative emotion is, is, not supporting yourself in it is pretending like you don't feel that way, suppressing it, trying to blame it on somebody, um, or trying to like fix your way out of it. And this is kind of where, you know, it's important also to have like a trusted person to like also kind of create and hold space for you. Cause I mean, we get it. Most of us don't like it when people are feeling bad around us, right? We feel helpless even to like, we want to make them feel better. We want to help them feel better right away. But sometimes the best thing we can do, and this goes in context with ourself is that we want to be able to like hold space for the person when they're not feeling bad. It's it's no different than like, you know, with a young child who's crying and crying, you're like, stop crying, stop crying. <laughs> Saying that doesn't actually make them stop crying. It's more like, Hey, you're not feeling good. Yeah. What's up? Oh my gosh. That is what totally. you would do. It's a model that for yourself. Right. I mean, I think especially like with toxic positivity and mantras and all these like sayings and everything about like, you know, you all you got to do is like motivate yourself better or say these things and you'll automatically feel better. It's like, well, you know, apathy isn't the goal. The goal isn't to never feel anything because, you know, to the point that we made earlier, it's like, you do have to have both in order to really know those joyous days. You have had sad ones to have some, some contrast in it. And so that is not what neutral means. Okay. Neutral doesn't mean lack of everything. Like I don't feel good. I don't feel bad. I just feel it's like, No, it means that no matter what the circumstances are, you're able to support yourself through it. And that is something I feel like is always a work in progress. Um, To be completely honest, Heidi and I have moments where we can't hold space really great for ourselves, Mm -hmm. where we are going to have bad days, bad body image days, bad emotional days. And part of it is in the allowing. You're not going to feel this way forever but you are allowed to feel this way for now. Oh my gosh, totally. I mean, the the example of the of the little kid couldn't be more perfect because there is this concept of co-regulation, right? And like a little baby that's crying, 95% of what they need is co-regulation from you. If you're calm, they will most likely calm, right? We have mirror neurons that help 
facilitate this process. This is also why one of the reasons they say who you surround yourself with, right? Like has an impact on you. Yeah, a hundred percent. It does have an impact on you. So sharing your story with someone that's safe, who's like, yeah, oh, I get it. Like I, I've had bad body image days, have them all the time. You know, that's, it's a normal thing. It's not just you. Um, Cause that shame is really at the heart of a heart of all of this, of this wound for all of us. And since shame is a social emotion, it's best, it's best, it's created between people. It's also um, best healed between people. So sharing that story, sharing your story with someone who's going to, um, like Nat was saying, hold space for yourself, hold space for you is super important in regulating yourself emotionally, right? So think about it when you're overcome with negative emotion, you are in a dysregulated state. So what do you need to come back to balance? And the, one of the worst things we can do is judge ourselves for feeling this way. It's like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't feel this bad. It's like, it's like no different than when somebody that you're trying to like, you know, share your feelings with like, oh, no, 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 that's not true. It's like, okay, so it's not always super helpful. And sometimes it's like, okay, so I don't want to feel this way is a little bit different than I shouldn't feel this way. It's like, I would would like to not feel this way about myself. That is being self-supportive still. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I know that I feel this way and I don't want to feel this way, but at the same time, why am I feeling this way? Like asking yourself better questions and getting deeper and being open to the possibility that like you have some things that are like not addressed is really also what comes down to all this, whether it's you want to lose weight, you want to look a certain way, you want to be able to wear this dress or get into these pants or feel this way in pictures. Like all these things come down to a layer and an aspect of shame that generally is unaddressed, right? Um, and it's hard. It's super hard work. This is kind of, the layer of coaching that we do in our program that a lot of people don't even have an awareness of. It's like a lot of times they just think like, well, just because I need to lose weight. It's like, okay, but that is, that is not, we can't do that right this second. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you in control of right this second? Those are the things that we need to do. So what are some things that you can do when you're having a bad body image day? So I think um, one of the most important things you can do is to treat yourself the same way you would on a good body image mm-hmm. day. What are the things that Heidi and Natalie and you do on days that you're feeling great, right? Mm-hmm. And it's easy to think that like, oh, I don't deserve to feel this. If I feel bad about myself, I don't deserve anything that I would do on a on the days that I feel good. And that is a complete misconception. If I think you should be able, you should maybe even double down on the things that you do for yourself. Usually having a bunch of bad body image days means that you are not giving yourself enough self-care. You're not asking or meeting your needs. You're actually almost trying to avoid them in a lot of ways. And sometimes it does rear its ugly head. So, well, and they, you know, they, they say that the, the opposite of, of work is not play. The opposite of work is, is depression. So the, the, um, I'm not sure if I said that right. The point is that you need, you need self-care and play in your life or, or you will build up, um, like you were saying, like a deficit of self-care and and self-love where, you know, doing things that feel good to you, that bring joy in your life, following your passions. That's one of the reasons that we're like, when you're first formulating the, um, your relationship with exercise, it's really important to do things that are fun that you feel successful at so that you can create that kind of relationship with your body and with moving your body. Um, and then sometimes the self-care things that you do that you feel like, eh, I don't, I don't have the energy for them, like showering or feeding yourself. Well, those are the, those are the things that, that your body really needs to get into a more regulated state. Thousand percent. And it's, you know, it's, it kind of reminds me of this morning. Um, there was a girl in the gym who 
someone had asked like, oh, do you usually come in like the PM class? We haven't seen you before. And she's like, oh no, I just haven't been coming at all. You know, like I, I really struggle with consistency. She's like, so, you know, my goal is five days this week, I'm going to come in. And, you know, while I think sometimes we, we do that to ourselves, we, we set these standards that like maybe aren't realistic for us. And then that leaves a lot of holes for like these like bad image days, bad body image days, you know, not really giving ourselves the opportunity to be successful. You know, like it's like if a good body image day, I would put makeup on, but on a bad body image day, I'm not gonna put any makeup on. It's like, yeah, what are the difference between the two is more of like the action that you need to do to provide yourself the support to be able to feel better more often. Yes. And, and it comes down to that. It's like, so instead of just like trying to like, you know, put yourself into the terms of extremes, it's like, on a good, like you can put makeup on no matter mm-hmm. how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Right. And you can, you can, you can take a shower no matter how good you should. Same with eating, same with drinking water, same with resting, same with, you know, doing your hair or whatever it is, putting some jewelry on anything that you would, if you want to, well, how am I going to say this? Whatever you would do for yourself on a day that you are feeling your best, you also deserve to do it on days that you are feeling the worst. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that like this, this bad body image day, like to your point earlier about talking about like mantras and those kinds of things, right? Like, like our issue with mantras is that we're skipping over the part where we're processing, we're accepting and allowing how we're feeling, right? I used to do that too. Like, oh, negative emotion is here. Like, let's go straight to like an empowering phrase, right? And and that's basically just like gaslighting yourself. Like, no, 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 I don't feel this way. Where, where if you know, one of the, one of the, we get this question a lot when we do like ask anything, people are like, what are some mantras or whatever the best, I can't give you a mantra that's going to work for you because I don't know what your negative self story is, where if you know what your negative self story is, then, you know, your mantra is basically the opposite of that, right? Where you're focusing, like it was so brilliant when you said this, like, you're having a body bad body image day. What does a good body image day look like? Use the your your imagination, one of the most amazing tools that we have in our brain, to imagine what would feeling good about your body feel like. What would it look like? Um, and and it therein lies lies your mantra, right? And sometimes the mantra is um, stunningly simple, like I'm a good person, worthy of love. That's a mantra. Or I think one of the ones of Heidi, my favorite, he's like, it's a bad day, not a bad life. Yep. And like it, it, as the secret to a mantra is, is believing it. It may stretch you just a titch, but you believe it more than you don't. Um, and then you spend, spend 45 to 70 seconds just thinking about it. Like, um, focusing on different emphasizing different words or whatever even if you did that one minute a day just focused on what would it feel like to love my body what would it feel like to appreciate my body your your life will change and what would it feel like if i really believed this statement yeah right and and embody that yeah right? because that is really what your belief in weight loss is or your belief in aesthetics right like yeah it's like if you believe that a six-pack will make you feel a certain way what would that feel like yeah. What would having a six pack feel like? And then embody that and yes. see if that, if that feeling and that emotion is also attainable to you without one. hundred percent. And it, and it 100% is, is yeah. because the more, this is where we see that people say like, oh, it comes from inside, not without. Right. Because if you need something outside of yourself to feel better, that's the definition of insecurity, like supporting ourselves and that feeling of completeness coming from within 
that is, that's when all of a sudden you start to see that everything is actually really working out for you. One of our favorite butterisms is uh, like people who are like, oh, I can't be happy until I lose weight. It's like, well, have you laughed at a meme today? <laughs> and if you have, that proves that you can be happy right this moment. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a choice. Yep. Happiness is a choice. Good, bad body image days are also kind of a choice, but sometimes we are at the effect of our emotions or things that creep up and it's all about choosing how to see it and how to frame it and how to help yourself through it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. Because when you, the process of building awareness around me, around this is what gives you your choice back. When you don't know what you're feeling and you're just react, you're in reaction mode, you have no leverage over your choices or what happens next. That's when you find yourself in the kitchen with a handful of chocolate chips, not understanding why you're there because we was practicing awareness around this. Um, And, and this important, this, this practice of feeling good, of allowing yourself to feel good. It's so crazy that it takes just as much practice to feel good as it does taking, you know, it takes practice to feel bad like this on the other episode where we talked to Lynn about the, um, the stress thermometer, right? When we get to, we also have a stress thermometer for feeling good. And there's a point where we see this all the time with women where they, you have a story about how successful you're allowed to be. You have a story about how much, um, how good you're allowed to feel before you hit your upper limit of feeling good and you sabotage yourself in some way with focusing on a flaw or um, or finding some kind of you know negative noticing in your environment to bring you back down into your window of tolerance for feeling good. So practicing appreciation for your body and your, and the progress you've made is crucial to actually appreciating the results you get whenever you get to the end of your goal. And what if that ever happens, hopefully you just keep growing forever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Getting better and better and better. Yes. And so, but if it's a deficit, it must end. The way you self-support yourself through bad body image days is also indicative of how good you feel about your efforts too. And so, you know, giving yourself credit for those things is also incredibly important. So you can learn more about yourself from your bad body image days than you can from your good in your good body image days. I, I believe that because a lot of us have just been have so much unprocessed shame and emotions and negative emotions around our body that we've got to start getting better at noticing and naming processing so that we can choose to support ourselves better and get where we want to go. And if this topic kind of brought some things up to you and you want to hear a little bit more about it, you can also listen to episode 40, which is also the body image episode, but it's more about you and your inner critic. Yep. We'll see you guys on the Thanks, next guys. episode. Whew, you made it. The butter dish didn't melt your face. Thanks so much for hanging with us. If you enjoy that episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, share it to your social media, or leave a comment. That all really helps. So the kids say. <laughs> if you want to find us, you can find us at Instagram at Butter Your Macros. On the web at ButterYourMacros.com. Twitter and TikTok at What's Up Butters. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks.